Right now, switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for $25 a line with AutoPay and 5G access included on America's largest 5G network. So don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 480p. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit for plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Fire Escape. Oh, hey, y'all. Rules. Rules. Howell, get the seagulls to say something. Everyone listening? Caca! 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 Love the seagulls. Gotta love the seagulls. Gotta love a gull. It's bad luck to squat, to fight us to kill a seabird. It used to be, um, I think, in like Restoration England, or even older than that, to cause, right, in Shakespeare times, in Shakespeare lingos. It used to be, a, I think it used to be a, an insult to call someone a gull. Really? Yeah. Why? Were they it'd be just like, like that means they're like squawking? Yeah, it'd be like, you dastardly gull, or, or whatever. Yeah. Oh. But maybe it's because they squawk. So maybe a gull was someone who just like, never shut up. You know, it's like, you, shut up, you gull. I've always <laughs> but, really um, liked the, the squawking of gulls. I'm pretty certain I'm remembering that correct from obviously when I was spending more time in the company of the words of the bard than I, I do nowadays. But yeah, I think a gull was often like a, an insult. Might even even been an insult to, to women. Mm. Yeah, they, they kind of yeah. like, uh, like calling them uh, hens, yeah. you know. Just out there clucking. Yeah, like hens, yeah. And obviously like in, in the UK, it's not something I don't think you hear in the States, but a slang for a girl is, all, is often a bird. A bird. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Fit bird. Yeah. Fit bird, but also that can be. I don't. I don't know. I mean, obviously, it depends on your take on the patriarchy and all that. But like, I don't think necessarily it's always considered to be an offensive one. But I think it's also it's not manifestly a. Uh, well, I think it's. Know, I always. It's not. Of, it's not necessarily meant offensively. I think when dudes say it, as in like, oh, well, I think it, know, it's fit, fit bird or whatever. But, I always um, thought it was kind of akin to like calling a girl a chick. You know, like yeah. just. Oh yeah, there we word. are, a chick. That's the American equivalent. Yeah, a yeah. chick. Yeah. Yeah, very similar. Yeah, I don't know if you hear it. Um, I'm trying to think actually about whether how it's, you know, where it where you might hear bird in the st- in the UK. Definitely. I mean, I'm just more familiar with the south of the country than I'm the north. Well, the um, and you'll definitely hear it. You'll definitely hear it in London and like you know in the southeast. The yeah, Beatles definitely used to say it <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. If any other Liverpudlians are listening, mm-hmm. let bid. us know if uh, if bid. if you call bid. Ladies, birds. <laughs> I'm trying to remember it. In fact, we have a lot of Finnish listeners. You see, Bob, you were telling me, right? So, yeah. like, if any of our hey, listeners w- in Finland, Finland, we fin- see you. Yeah, we do. We see you. We we see you and hear you, Finland. This is also Even to throw though- down the gauntlet on uh, previous uh, bigger countries of the UK, Canada, and Australia, who used to be in, you know, t- vying for that number two spot. Mm-hmm. Finland has overtaken you. Fire yep. Escape, we're big in Finland. Yeah, we are. Fire Escape, they Dang call it, us the, fin- the I, fin Escape. Hold on, let me uh, talk amongst yourselves while I learn how to say hello in Finnish. Well, I, I just wanted to know if all of you Finnish hello. listeners out there, wherever you are, That's in it. Helsinki or any other curiously named places, I would like to know what your version of bird maybe is yeah. if you have a slightly but friendly intended intentedly uh, derogatory expression for uh, a woman in your acquaintance would you say bird would there be an equivalence to bird or chick um let us know we'd be interested huh. um yeah have you found out see bob in the meantime what hello is i'm almost there i've just got to figure out well okay so it's I want to just say it's high because it's H E I. I don't or hey. 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 H E I P S H E I P P A M O I. Hey pa. M O I K K A. Moika. Moika. Maybe. M O R O. Moro. I'm not quite sure why I'm saying that in a high tone of voice. Dude, let me just uh, I don't know, but all I know is uh I was listening to or I watched uh the movie Tolkien on HBO oh. uh the other day. 
Uh, it's a very good movie. Is it? Uh, I mean, for me, I, I liked it. it yeah. It's not. I, don't, I wouldn't necessarily go out and say it's a you know Oscar worthy uh, film, but it does have uh, uh, Phil Collins' daughter in it. Well, that counts for something. So that counts. Lily Collins is in it. Uh, is she? And, um, is she calling in the air tonight? Uh, I I could feel it. Yeah. Yeah, I could yeah, feel it yeah. in the air tonight. I could feel it calling in the air tonight. But he bases, he's, you know, he makes up his own language. Uh, and his first language that he makes up, this is before he does, you know, any of Lord of the Rings, whatnot. But he uh, is, it's kind of loosely based around Finnish. Oh. Yeah. Dude, I oh, love... yeah, no, I heard that. Yeah, because it's like Finnish is interesting. It's like it's a Uralic language, I think. All of our Finnish listeners yeah. uh, will set us straight if we're wrong. But, um, Uralic in as much as like the Urals. And it's kind of weird. There's only like three uh-huh. or four Uralic languages. They I all think. work it's like Finnish and then like Bulgaria or something really random quite far away. Yeah. Mm. There's a great line, Hal, to pick up our conversation that we had uh, a while ago in the uh, in the old comedy cellar of, of European power metal. There's, oh, yeah, this, yeah. there's this great line <laughs> yeah. from Sonata Artica, uh, which is a Finnish power metal band. Uh, and they, the, the song starts, the song Black Sheep, and it starts with the line, I just, I love it. We're not Iron Maiden and we're not from England. We are Sonata and we are from Finland. (laughs) (laughs) I love, I always loved that line. It's the best. Finland. (laughs) That is an absolute, that is one of the best lyrics of all time. Agreed. It does not get better than that. In fact, if anyone is if anyone is interested, I'm very proud of a. It's pretty concise, you know. It's a, it's a nice little package, but I did make a power metal compilation on uh, oh, dude, Spotify. I've been absolutely caning that regularly. It's been that is the only thing that's been getting me through the shingles. I'm telling you, it, dude, <laughs> it will fill you with such a sense of triumph and power that you cannot. And for anyone who's not familiar with power metal. This is not akin to it's the distant cousin of any other metal. It's not like scary, screamy, heavy stuff. It's very fast. It is very major, and it is usually very about major dragons. Key. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. what makes it so extraordinary. Yeah, quite major key. So major. Yeah. Uh, the only times they go into minor is when they need to do the power ballads. Well, or yeah. if they're talking about if they shift from a character to like a bad guy. Yeah. You know, yeah. like they'll if they're yeah. talking yeah. about that's how you know it's a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. If they're talking about a bad guy and Christopher Lee's narrating, yeah. uh, you know, you might hear a, a minor key come into play, but. There'll for the a, most there'll part, there'll be a brief, be a, br- a, a brief E minor interlude before yeah. they crash back into the G major. Yeah, at like a thousand BPM. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine, I've been to a lot. and also it's weird. I feel like my shingles playlist has been. I've been literally doing that thing of like manfully trying to get myself into a positive mental space against mm-hmm. the barrage of malaise going on in my body. And I've I listened, been listening to the power metal, and also been listening to a yacht rock playlist. So oh yeah, I've been listening oh, yeah. to a lot of like a lot of Doobie Brothers. Very and, power um, metal might be the yacht rock. Yeah, yeah. Of, uh, of metal. Of metal. One hundred percent. I was going to say they're very, very different music forms, but they fill the exact same spot. Yes. <laughs> Where it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, you like rock? Like, you want to take it not very seriously and really smile? Yeah. Here, Here you go. go. Yeah. yeah. Get into like, some Blind Guardian real quick. What if like uh, the. Uh, uh, oh, what? A, who's the the Mario guy? Uh, Super Mario, you know from Nintendo. I've, his name is slipping my mind, but it's like I'm, I'm trying to think of like what if you took like Poison or like hair Are you metal? About the composer? No, yeah, the you know the guy that like made Mario. Yeah, okay, but I'm thinking okay. like power. You know, European power metal is kind of like what if you took uh, you know hair metal like Poison or something from America, mm-hmm. but like the subject but like the per- the people who were writing it were just like way into anime or like something like that like it's not about anime but you know it's the same type of like it's the same feel it's the same feel very all, like twee yes. not twee twee is not the right word very it's, positive very like oh it's what's well, all about triumph over evil yes, like that's what power exactly. metal is yeah. they usually enact that triumph with magical swords yes or magic, yeah, or some sort of <laughs> mythical beast that yeah. they're riding upon. The full moon, the full we'll moon, yep. yeah, yes, oh yes. It's like it's take anything, any level of like mythology, magic, mystic, anything, and it doesn't. None of it has to connect. You can have a song with like space and like you know, uh, like space exploration and dragons. 
and yeah. wizards and knights and I have, like I have a uh, I have some interesting news for you uh on Sonata Ar- Arctica. Uh so like you said, they are a Finnish power metal band. Yes. Uh but they were created originally as a hard rock band named Tricky Beans. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh excuse Fine me. That. And then later they changed their name to Tricky Means, M E A N S, and then Sonata Arctica. When did they start? I have no uh so they were Tricky Beans from nineteen ninety five to nineteen ninety seven. And they're okay. like, that name's not gonna do it all. Yep. And then they went to Tricky Means from nineteen ninety seven to nineteen ninety nine and then Sonata Arctica. Uh, that's so much later <laughs> than I thought. I figured they 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 were gonna start doing Sonata Arctica. But I guess power metal's not a big thing until I really don't know the history of it very well. I'm guessing 2000s probably does make sense, though. They've been on two different uh, record labels. The first one, Spine Farm. Sure. <laughs> you can't make that up. <laughs> Nuclear Blast. Wow. I love that. Gosh, I love that. Yep. Mm. Yeah, dude. Anyway, oh so God. if anyone's listening and want to know exactly what we're talking about, you can go on my Spotify. I guess is my name. I don't know. Peter Corn, maybe. It's maybe. I don't we'll know. Po- we should post this link. It's very yeah, we'll important. post the yeah. link. Yeah, but the the thing is called "I Have the Power" parentheses metal, <laughs> uh, and it is it's fantastic. I'm telling you, if you just need to kind of kind of pick your step up a little bit and go and just like you really need to kick and some it can, ass. It contains it contains listeners like. Uh, lyrics like seven wizards came from distant lands to meet kings dwarves elves and dragon lords that's exactly Elgar's right eye can see the fear of the world <laughs> it's the last dramatic angel's core yep. yes seven seven wizards guys is what we're talking about yeah. seven wizards yeah dude i mean there, there's a track on that same album by rhapsody that is just a little interlude of like a babbling brook and like some nature sounds and then a guy goes Look there. Look. And then he hears a dragon noise, like growl, and then the next song starts. And that's about a minute and a half yeah. of just nature sounds and these two fellows discussing that they maybe have stumbled upon a dragon. I need to figure out where uh, – this. Is, that's from uh, Rhapsody, right? Yes. Oh, yes. Enchanted Lands Symphony, – Symphony of Enchanted Lands Part 2, I think, is that record. And by I think I know 100%. Then, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, they ha- I forgot. They had to change their name to Rhapsody of Fire. That's because right. Because there's another band called Rhapsody. Yep. Yep. They uh, did. Let's see. Where? I know they're from Italy. They're from Italy, yeah. But I'm trying to figure out where Trieste is in. It's, it's situated in a narrow strip of Italian territory lying between the Adriatic Sea and Slovenia. Here it's, that makes oh yeah, complete Tristan, sense. Tristan is stunning. It's where James Joyce used to hang out. Man. So That's dig this. I, I can only assume, I don't know what Trieste looks like, but is it like a quaint little Italian village or something? Uh, yeah, it kind of looks like a, like, yeah. you know, it's it looks very Italian. Yeah. It so it's, a, it's, Italian. A, it's a small city on the coast, yeah, yeah. like so near Slovenia. I think, picture, the, this, yeah. picture this, if you will, fellas. Imagine being in this little small Italian, you know, coastal town where you hear, you know, you would you would think you're hearing like a mandolin and maybe a violin and, you know, an accordion, you know, you're hearing Italian music and then you walk by an apartment and someone is blasting. Like when they're yeah, starting, you know, you you know like imagine hearing Rhapsody. Saying, you know, what you're expecting if you're someone like that is there's going to be a portly man, you know, with a mustache Sure, and you know, probably holding a bowl of spaghetti, just and singing about a cornetto ice cream. You know, mm-hmm. is it just one cornetto? You know, that's what you're mm-hmm. expecting. What you're not expecting, what you're not expecting, yeah, is 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 a a, a one thousand two hundred BPM major <laughs> progression power metal group. Yeah, like no, I, I not just. At all. I'm, like, imagining that. that scene in like whenever they start, I think they might they might be a little older. Rhapsody, I think they are than Sonata Arctica, but uh, you know, so you're, you're we were walking around in 1999 or whenever, and you're just walking through this little town and you hear that the last dramatic angels call. You know, like oh man, how awesome would that be? Uh, so for other uh, important Trieste. Uh, 
notes. It was a part of the Habsburg monarchy for a long time mm. and was the fourth largest uh, state in, or fourth largest city in uh, the Austro-Hungarian Empire pre-World War I. Uh, so, you know, it was a part of Austria-Hungary for a long time uh-huh. and then it became a part of Italy post-World War I and then it was an important spot in the struggle between Eastern and Western Bloc countries after uh, the Second World War. It was kind of on that, on that border. It was a you know, kind of like Berlin in the yeah, same yeah. way of like, you know, it kind of is the dividing line between yeah. the Soviet world and the, Wait, so and the Western that's world. That's what, the eastern side I of Italy? A, um, yeah, it's on the far eastern side of Italy. friend it's who's barely in Italy. from yeah. Trieste, and she says that it's very beautiful, but not very Italian, in fact. Yeah, it you doesn't, know, it doesn't even think. really touch Italy. It actually is just a little sliver of land that technically, like, you can see it here on the, it does touch it. But it's right there, so that's Slovenia. Yeah, oh, it's, right it's, there. it's sort yeah, of yeah. the. It's like if you were to, for those of our listeners in the south of the states who maybe haven't left the country much, you know, Trieste is probably the Italian equivalent of the Florabama bar on the Alabama-Florida border. Mm-hmm. You know, so not I was quite. Say, not it's quite Florida. Like not quite New Florida, Orleans. not quite Alabama. You know, it's like not quite Italy, not quite Slovenia, somewhere in between the two. It's probably kind of similar to New Orleans, in which it is, you know, like yes, it's, obviously it's, a part of America, but it is unlike every other part of America. Yeah, well, it's southern, yeah. but not. Yeah, it's and in the south, really. but not really southern. Yeah. It's when a, I went to New uh, Orleans, I'll tell you, one like, time I went there, yeah. I met this old guy who would refer to the Americans. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it's very funny. He'd be like, he'd be like, think about those Americans. And I'd be like, dude, you, you are, you <laughs> are an American. He'd be like, no, but the thing is about all those Americans. <laughs> yep. Man, I'll tell you what, if if we needed, which we clearly don't, if we needed more numbers from Finland, we're about to get them with this oh, episode yeah. talking about power metal. I'll and tell you ho- that. And hopefully some more listeners from uh, <clears throat> far eastern Italy. That's true. We, I really want to bump, bump our, uh, our Trieste, Trieste numbers. Uh, numbers. Yeah, yeah, that's, I think that's we're, the biggest goal for I think we're this working podcast. On it. Number one we podcast need to be, in Trieste. You need to be hashtagging Trieste out the, the shit out of, the, of Trieste oh, you know, on, this, on this particular post. On a, on a serious note. If we can note, somehow craft a Trieste and power metal and Finland-themed pun for the title of this episode, I think we'd be, we'd be standing ourselves in good stead. Yeah, well, on a, on a serious note for on power metal... The thing that makes it so incredible, and this is true for probably all metal for the most part, but what's extra fun about power metal is these people are typically, I mean, if you take Rhapsody, if you take, uh, Rhapsody is probably a good example, or like, you know, Yngwie Malmsteen is obviously like a really easy example. Like, they could play any kind of music they want. They are like classically you know they, they're intimately familiar with classical music and can play that stuff on electric guitar they are phenomenal high 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 powered musicians and they have chosen to dedicate their lives to do to sing songs about dragons and magic oh yeah guys that i mean like is a lot of phenomenal. metal a lot of metal oh, yeah. musicians start starts out as classical musicians that's oh, a yeah. thing apparently. oh yeah well that's and, like, and a lot of classical a lot of classical musicians just really fucking love metal also yeah. i think a lot of really intense jazz musicians are always quite quite into metal yeah because it's cause really just complicated the, like insane musicianship going on you know oh yeah well, that's like you know, Ingve is like the one, right? I mean, he had he had hit songs, hit songs. I'm saying in air quotes, but you know, he was a massively popular musician, and he started off in that kind of power metal world um, before that was much of a thing, like a bit earlier than the rest of these guys. And he had like you know, uh, whatever, like Master Suite in in A minor or you know, not A minor. Well, his actually was a little darker, but like he would just do classical tunes on electric mm-hmm. guitar like on a strat and just rip it that was like that would be like a quarter of his records was just classical songs that was like you know sped up a million times and played through a crazy strat mm-hmm. oh, i love power metal anyways i saw could... a um uh, i saw a cello band in birmingham in the summer in fact what was it last year i can't remember what year it was now but I saw this absolutely hilarious band at the Lyric, and there were four cellists or three cellists who just played the music of um, shit. Who was it? Was it Zeppelin? I think it might have been Zepp. Oh yeah, that feels right. Oh yeah. I actually can't. Suddenly, I'm having a bit of a um, brain fart. It might have been a different. Um, well, there's a really famous one called Two Cellos, right? And they just do like heavy metal and like hard rock stuff from like the 80s and 70s. I've never heard of such. 
They're they're like a thing. It's too. I think it's oh, too. Oh, yeah, it's a hundred percent a thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's definitely uh, Apocalyptica, which is that. Yeah, like, they're fantastic. That does uh, that you know most like they started do or like what they're most famous for is doing Metallica. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah, that's it, Metallica. No, that's it, Metallica. That's it. They were these four cellos playing Metallica. Yeah. Was it Apocalyptica? It may well be. They played at the Lyric, and it was absolutely deranged. I would fact, see it was like that one makes of the funniest sense. things I've ever seen in my life. It was Apocalyptica. I just found the photo. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah, an yeah. Apocalyptica plays Metallica by four cellos, and they are Scandies. I don't know if they're Finnish, but they're definitely from the Scandinavian well, countries. Well, hold on. Fin- Finnish people, first of all, before you lose our entire Finnish audience, they're not Finnish Scandies. people aren't Scandinavian. <laughs> it's only Sweden, Sweden, Norway, Norway Denmark. and Denmark. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I should know better, actually, because I had a play on in Finland. And yeah, um, I was gonna say, it, was like, in Hels- it was on in Helsinki, but they performed it in Swedish because they, um, like half the uh, everyone speaks Swedish there too. But I, I gather there is a fairly intense divide, culturally speaking, about that language. And they aren't Scandinavian yeah. within the country. I'm sorry, lads. Sorry, uh, Finland for house faux pas. It's like calling a uh, calling a New Orleanian an American. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> but it was uh, there were there were four guys playing. Um, it's like calling a New Orleans in America. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they were four guys on the cello play, and they were absolutely. I mean, the whole audience in the lyric in Birmingham was filled with like, with basically metalheads. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and there were these four dudes with cellos playing Enter Sandman. You know, and everyone was just going wild. Yeah, dude, so good. Gotta love it. it was <sighs> so good. Well, speaking of the lyric, and speaking of Alabama, and speaking of snakes. <laughs> sure. Uh, you know, because snakes are metal. Yep, uh, true. So snakes that that eat other snakes could help birds in the south. What a great, what yeah. a great story. This oh. is from Audubon.org. Thanks, snakes that eat other snakes. By restoring oh, the country's indigo snake population, scientists hope to bring balance to the ecosystems, potentially benefi- benefiting songbirds. Anything that benefits songbirds, yep. it's good for me. You know, true. It's a sin to kill a mockingbird, as they say. Uh, so. David Steen slams the brakes of his black Chevy, bringing the truck to an abrupt stop on the sandy road of the Conica National Forest in southern Alabama. Side note, Conica County makes some great sausages. If you ever want to order uh, a good uh, you know, breakfast smoked sausage, get you a, Kone- a Conica County sausage. You're saying it funny. Oh, yeah, Conica. I always get it wrong. Conica, man. I mean, I, I don't know which ways. one's right. I've only ever either, heard Conica. I think it is Conica. Yeah. Why do I say it wrong? I don't know. Trying, don't church everybody it up. In, everybody in Alabama says if you're not like from a region, you say you the, say it you wrong. Say the, <laughs> yeah. You say the counties in that region wrong, or like uh-huh. the cities, you know, because like that's just the way it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, you know, how people say there's two Americas. Well, there's like eight Alabamas. That's a fact. So, <laughs> if you're in L, Connecticut uh, County is in L.A. Mm-hmm. Lower Alabama. That's right. Uh, so the country's largest native snake, the eastern indigo, is an apex predator. It sits atop the reptilian food chain, eating the snakes that eat birds. Way to go, man! Which, wow. which consequently, I assume in Alabama that means it's eating like cottonmouths and copperheads and snakes that we don't like, and probably rat snakes, king, you know, other yeah. just snakes, man, you know. Uh, so. It was almost eradicated in the 50s, uh, but in the late 2000s, scientists began to reintroduce the snake in Alabama, where it had gone functionally extinct for some 50 years. Since then, 137 has, have been released, another dozen last year at, second, at a second site in Florida. With the species making a comeback, other researchers began investigating the effect of that reintroduction on the food chain, in particular, songbirds. Uh... Two years ago, Steen, then a research ecologist at Auburn University, set up more than 250 bird boxes (laughs) to gather some much-needed baseline data. Because the snake disappeared so long ago, no one knew whether bird populations had declined in their absence or how much they might rebound once the snakes returned. So far, bluebirds, Carolina wrens, tufted tufted titmice. Hell yeah. Hold on. Yep. And uh, Carolina chickadees, as well as flying squirrels, have taken advantage of the new shelters. Finding an increased box activity could mean fewer predators, such as copperheads and rat snakes, as Boom. a result of robust indigo population. Suck it, copperheads. Yeah, man. Dude, so... Way listen, to go, indigo snakes. All right, this, this story... I, really, <laughs> I want to get an indigo snake tattoo now. Same. All right, so I... I That's actually a fantastic idea. I know. Uh, so when Coulter, when Coulter sent this story to me... And and Howell, uh, 
I, I read it, and there's a part at the end of it where, which like I think is just the coolest thing to do uh, as like a journalist to include little uh, MP3s or little sound clips of the songbirds mm-hmm. that are being saved, and and this interesting thing happened that like maybe maybe this you know everyone's gonna say like yeah uh, this is not a profound thought but for me it was after living in new york for so long hearing those like i didn't know you know a carolina chickadee or a titted tit thing wait big titty i think we lost al hold on and we're back from break and uh, yeah, we got we got everything back going. So uh, P- Pete was talking about the the big titty bird. Yeah, big titty, titty bird, titmouse bird. But it's like so. I, I didn't know. <laughs> what a f- stupid name! I no, love it. though. It's great. Uh, but yeah, after living in New York for so long, I, I realized that like I didn't know any of the names of these birds. Like I wasn't. I'm not like a bird guy. I don't know things about birds. But listening to the clips of all of those bird sounds, like immediately like it was like one of the most probably uh um, like visceral feelings of nostalgia ever like i immediately was like dude i know all of these bird sounds and this makes me feel like i'm back home immediately it was like the most pleasant feeling i've, I've experienced in a really really long time i was trying uh, to yeah, see it's, one of those, it's almost like a sort of a thing mouse. you don't really think about you know because you just take a lot of the ephemeral yeah. sounds of your own landscape for granted exactly because you're just so used to it it's only when you return to it or go somewhere new and hear new things do you, do you sort of pick up on that you know? well yeah. yeah that was what i was saying is like it, it was really profound to me but like maybe it's something people think about but i i just after not hearing those Birders. bird sounds like specifically um I don't know. It just it was. It felt so nice to be like, oh, dude, these I know all of these bird sounds. This is like something I'm so intimately familiar with, without even realizing that I was really familiar with all of these bird sounds. Uh, yeah, when I went really to nice. um, Des Moines, Nashville, I, uh, um, I I really started noticing the um, well part of sides. I heard different bird song, but I then also saw there's a lot of red cardinals there. Yeah, you know it's bright red. I was just—I just remember coming. I wasn't, you know, I was fascinated, but I kind of was slightly entranced because it's just—they're so on so bright red. But it was mainly just that thing of something completely different. You know, I was like, wow, this is not my normal environment. Yeah, and it's just the the, the most obvious signifier. Yeah, that's, it's just—it's interesting to me how something so in the back, you know, because all those bird sounds. I mean, Coulter, you can attest to it. Like you—you, those things are so background. Mm-hmm. In living in Alabama, you hear it nonstop all day long, for your entire life, and then when you hear it kind of taken out of that context and just like a little MP3 on a computer screen, it all of a sudden like becomes this really crystal clear thing. You're like, I know that sound so well that like even if I was back home and hearing that bird sound like in context, I don't know that it would have affected me in any kind of way. Because uh, obviously we go but home. Being away from it, yeah. Yeah, like we go home all all the time, and like I'm sure I hear those bird sounds all the time. But like having it removed from the context immediately made me feel like I was back home. It was very strange and very pleasant. That's all I have to say about that on the indigo snake. But it was really nice, and I I'm glad you shared that story. Here we go. Hold on, Tufts of Titmouse. We ready? Yep. Well, chirps, man. Great. I have a friend gotta, of mine in. Gotta um, love a tough tip, man. True. I got. I got. A, I have, this is a true. We should probably get her as a guest on the show. I have a, a friend of mine in Nashville who I've written some songs with, but um, she is. She can do. Uh, she can imitate bird song almost perfectly. It's like a thing. Really. There's a name for it. In fact, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, is she yeah, a I mean, bird it's, watcher? It's, it's, it is. Um, I don't think she's a bird I just think she's like. When she was a kid, well, we should get her name's Kristen Lenz. Um, we should get her on to talk about it. But it is like it's pretty insane when you hear her do it. It's like one of those, you know, it's one of those things that you start to think there's some sort of strange shamanic nonsense going on. It's like you can actually like Doctor Doolittle stuff. You know what I mean? Like you actually can speak like a bird. Yeah. And um, I think she has a, uh, a like a YouTube channel for it. You know, but it's pretty crazy in the flesh when she does it. It's kind of like my God. I mean, it, it doesn't sound like an imitation either. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't sound like oh yeah, that's a really good impression of Sean Connery. Well done. It's uh-huh. just like it's like there is a bird singing in your mouth. There's a guy. <laughs> uh, there's a guy in Harlem uh, called Birdman. I call him that. I don't know what his name is, but he walks around. <laughs> he's called Birdman. Well, I mean, in my world, he's called Birdman. 
Have you and, ever thought uh, to ask him his name, or that would ruin the illusion? Well, I've yeah. I've tried. I've tried. I've tried to speak to him one time, and uh, he walks around. He has a like a kind of Gilligan looking hat with bird feathers all attached to it. Oh yeah, great. And he only makes bird sounds, and he's very, very, very good at it. And one time I walked up to him, and I was because I, I hear him doing it. It's very loud, and it's and it's really accurate. And it's so, like I'll wake up to him more than, more mornings than not, and. Uh, and so I saw him one day, and I was like, "Oh, hey, man, I really enjoy your your bird calls." And so I just I saw him on the street and said that, and he just looked at me and went, <laughs> and just like pointed at me and made a whistle and kept on walking, and that was it. Went, yeah, he just he just whistled just like that, <laughs> and pointed at me like, "Thanks, man." It, like, bird man. He may not be able to speak. I don't know. I have no idea. He's the bird man, though. I know that much, and he's great. Wow, That's yeah, pretty good, man. Yeah. Uh, I, w- I would love to. I mean, I would love to have artists to be able to do that. It would be magic. Oh, absolutely. Same. Absolutely, dude. Dude, speaking of people who can make weird sounds, do you remember our old friend Coulter Kara Seal? Remember her? Uh, yeah. Does she make weird sounds? She can sing two different notes at once. Oh, like so old, she can uh, Gregorian chanting. Yeah. Or whatever, so she can uh, she can singing. do the thing where she's like, it's it. She can get out of. Uh, out of phase with yeah. herself. Like uh-huh. she'll sing a note and then add another note to it. And you'll hear it go, it's the weirdest thing. But I guess it is throat singing. It's the same idea. Yeah. But it's really weird. Well, phase shifting. Yep. Um, have you, uh, so <laughs> an update on Megxit. Harry has arrived in Canada uh, to be re- reunited with Megan and Archie. Roll Tide. Mm. Roll Tide, you know? So, uh, that means if you're listening in Kent, now is the time to invade Sussex. True, it's it's defenseless. D- yeah, <laughs> you can take it. Yep, it's yours. Take it to be uh, Kent too. So, now is the time for the Sussex invasion. Yeah, now it could be go go from Kent to called Phil or yeah. Steve or any other name. South Saxony is uh, is without its uh, liege lord. So you know, <coughs> I don't know why they're living in Canada. She's not from Canada, I don't think. I don't know. Oh, I think it's because she filmed a TV series there for a long time, and now her mum lives where, up there. Is or that where like that. Suits was shot? I guess it was. Pre- was did they suit shoot? Did, did they shoot Suits as like a uh, oh, what do they call that? Montreal for New York, or uh, you know where they like not Montreal, uh, Vancouver for you know like they'll substitute in like a Canadian city because it's too expensive to shoot in New York. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you just can't shoot in New York anymore. <laughs> I mean, people awesome. do. Was that like the, like the whole it, it of Batman ruin- was like, done in Toronto? I think it ruins my life. Uh, but they shoot in New York all the time. Uh, no, uh, Batman. Uh, the the most they're the, not the most recent. The uh, the one with the final Nolan Batman. Uh, you know, so the middle one, Dark Knight was was shot in Chicago, but uh, Dark Knight Rises was mostly shot in New York. They shoot a bunch of HBO mm. shows in New York all the time, and it'll uh, you know close down a street or two. That I'm like, I need this. Steven Spielberg took an entire neighborhood in like uh, you know somewhere above between like Morningside Heights and like Washington Heights or Hamilton Heights, and just turned it into his West Side Story movie. There were just like 40s and car, wow. 40s and 50s cars all over the place. People do it, man. You just gotta have money. Lots of money. Yeah, lots of money. Lots and lots and lots of money. Uh, but yeah, I guess you know. I didn't realize that they lived in. Uh, they lived in. Uh, what part of Compton? What part of Canada is Compton? As the uh, you know the British town oh, yeah, no. would like to go for. Because <laughs> she's nearly straight out of Compton, as they nearly. said. Yeah, Christ. Yeah. Um, uh, I think they've gone to Vancouver, haven't they? Vancouver Island. Isn't that right? That makes sense. That would make sense. And, you know, he still gets to be Canada's, you know, British light. He'd get to be a, he, he could turn that into an island fortress if he really wanted to feel royal about it as well, yeah. you know, into a sort the of Duke, mini kingdom. The Duke, Duke and Duchess of Vancouver. He could, de- he, de- he could declare it the land of Sussex if he wanted, you know. Did they move to Vancouver? Is that the place? I, I think so. What if he runs for prime minister? I read quite an interesting little article awesome. about it this week, actually, on the... Um, I read the same similar article which said that they um, that this whole thing was in fact a sort of just an the there's a there's a joke about it makes it you know I think you mentioned earlier that yeah but it's that in fact the entire like the the sort of um, 
what's going on underneath the entire debate is basically just the Brexit thing all over again. It's a completely yeah. gener- it's a completely generational divide. Or it's you know, a everyone, everyone from, under uh... everyone under forty is like good for them. Look after your mental health. Um, you know, you're, we're all citizens of the world. We don't believe in nation states anymore. Patrick, you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. the sort of general tenor of the, and everyone above it is saying queen and country, um, responsibilities to what you're born into. You Great know, it, Britain. It is, yeah. I think there's probably something in that actually. Yep. Uh, and it's, you know, probably a nice distraction from Brexit too i i imagine that's actually the real reason why it's been latched onto so hard is because everybody's so tired of talking about brexit that this is like ooh, this is something different we can talk about yeah. and have feelings yeah but on. i think the point of that article which was in the ft i think was that it quite literally has just become the same debate that it is yeah. in fact the same debate um but they've just become this new symbol like a very easy target for everyone to hitch their same feelings onto but it's not really about them you know it's just like all this it's just a pylon all of those self-same emotions mm-hmm. and um i think it's, it makes a lot of sense to me actually hmm. yeah breaks it indeed make makes it makes it it rhymes so it's obviously true must be it's like i think the thing anything with zit on the end of it now makes it brexit it's yeah. going to be the um it's going to be the british equivalent of like gate. the American version of gate. Yep. Yeah. So anything that is a Watergate derivation, you know? Yeah. That's the hardest thing to explain. What's so amazing to me is like people who now have, you know, like we have no, uh, firsthand knowledge of Watergate, but people who don't even have secondhand knowledge, who don't even know what Watergate is just gate thing or like, or, or understand what that means. Yeah. Even though if they don't understand just, if you what just Watergate say like, was like, oh, the gate, there's like, Ford yeah. gate now. And you're like, yeah. Oh, is there some scandal with Ford? Yeah. Gamergate. Like, yeah. like, you know, all of these different things of like, you know, 95% of the dudes who, uh, like, I guarantee you, I can ask somebody at, that I work with, what does Gamergate mean? And they would be able to explain it. And I'd be like, why do they call it Gamergate? And they would be like, I don't know. And I'd be like, do you know what Watergate is? And they'd be like, I think I know what the name is. I'm like, do you know why it's called that? Yeah. Like, no. Nope. They think, oh, is that the Flint water crisis? Like, nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it's amazing that that yeah, wasn't called Watergate stuck. also. I know. <laughs> Watergate too. The electric boogaloo. Yeah. This time it's personal. Mm-hmm. Watergate. Flint water, the Flint Watergate. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, yeah, just an absolute, uh, just insanity. And how we still call things like Watergate, even though it's like that is like the most, that was like shocking for like that time. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that would be like, if it, it just, I don't know. I feel like if that happened now, I'm trying, trying my best to. Well, it's like if they, uh, we haven't mentioned a certain uh, individual uh, who gets mentioned on every podcast and every news uh, channel and, and on our show all the time, and I'm trying my best to just, I think we've made it so far without having said anything about him that I'm just like, I think we're good. <coughs> Ronald we're McDonald? Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, has some of the same friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Also friends with a Hamburglar. Hamburglar, Grimace. <laughs> Grimace, yeah. Some, some oh that's who i meant also also friends with grimace yeah um yeah <laughs> little chicken nugget uh you know uh henchman wait there who's the chicken nugget henchman i think there's a little am i making that character i think there's a little chicken nuggets that run around is, is I am, know, am i making man. that up you might be making that up well, you might not he's be. friends with the we, chicken nugget the best guys. part about this is there's like uh, you know, a h- half of our listeners who are like me and have no idea with what what, what you're talking about, and another an half that are extremely mad at me right now, uh-huh. who are just like, "It's fucking this, dude! How do you not know?" <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know, man. I have no idea. Get get, get hobbies. That's what I yeah. have to say to you guys. Get True. hobbies. Uh, make your own podcast Start about knitting about the the Ronald McDonald crew. Crew, yeah. Well, in the Ronald McDonald house. Uh, how do you guys feel about Bernie Sanders? Do you like him? I'm sorry, is FDR calling you right now? Yeah. Cool. Hold on. Uh, operator. Ah! Operator. Connect me to 4545, please. 
Berlin has fallen. We actually have we actually have an old school dial dial up phone on the wall here. I can tell. Yeah, yeah, I know. We can everybody everybody within earshot can tell. It's either that or you're watching a movie about like 1930s gangsters. One yeah. of the two. <laughs> Is this the fire yeah. brigade? <laughs> Give me the chief of the fire brigade, please. <laughs> we need a bucket line down here asap. Post haste. We have to hey, douse out this fire. The town hall is on is ablaze. We think it was Chief. arson. Chief, there's some big news coming down the wire. Uh, Commissioner. Yeah. Wow. Sadly, oh, if that phone rings nowadays without fail, it is just someone trying to sell insurance or something mm, like that, uh, you know, on some regular list. And not only are they trying to sell, but they're not even trying to do it to me or anyone who actually lives in this house. There's always It's always just the name of someone else. Yeah. A question like, for our transatlantic. They're like, oh, it's, it's Mr. Smithson there here. No, my friend, you have the wrong number. Surely not. I'm calling from da 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 to sell the <laughs> finest window glazing. I'm like, no, that's not what we want. It's not who we are. That's also, like, I'm sure that's like a, uh, <laughs> a uh, an absolute guess. They're just like, let's just pick a number in Wales and yep. just say, hello, is this Mr. Jones? <laughs> yes. No, but it's almost on that? a weekly basis. Um, of them here. Like, you have sheep? Well, yes. Different products. It's just yeah. like, sev- several people each time within a matter of days. Excuse me, sir. Would you like to up? up would you like what to continue your I should be, doing, I should be answering it as if I'm in a 1930s like gangster movie, shouldn't I? <laughs> someone's someone's phoning oh, me up, going like, you know, with a broad Welsh accent, trying to sell me life insurance. I'm just like, come on, chief. There's a fire down in Midtown. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> absolutely should do that. I would be all about that. That's what and like, see how long you can go with it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. see. Oh, insurance, you say? Ah. And like, try and ask them. Like, basically, lead to like ask leading questions that make it sound like you're planning arson for insurance fraud <laughs> no, what, just so what you're saying is if somebody if were, were you know if you, if you, if you, if, as if you were in guys and dolls yeah, yeah. if somebody you know. was so you know uh what's what's that johnny two times you know, a fight with big boy silver so if uh you were to find my motor car in a nearby lake <laughs> uh, you would replace it with a new uh dodge brother scoop huh uh-huh is that what you're telling me no matter how many bodies were in it <laughs> Even if it got sprayed up with an old typewriter. Yeah. No? <laughs> no, sir, that's not what I'm telling you. Sounds great. I'll take two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Uh, so I will re- re-ask my question. Uh, Peter, do you like Bernie Sanders? Just simple yes or no? Uh, Sure, yeah. How do you like Bernie Sanders? I've got a bit of time for Bernie Sanders, yeah, yeah. Well, you're both lying because, according to Hillary Clinton, <laughs> nobody likes him. I felt like a trap. Yeah, nobody likes him. Yep. And that's no, all I'm going to say about Hillary, that. Uh, she's always reading my mind. Yep. Nobody likes him. It's because she's a, she, a demon-worshipping alien from, uh, from uh, I don't know, what's, California. Yeah. <laughs> from California. Sure. That's where the liberals are at, right? I think so. Mm-hmm. Something like Damn that. Liberals. Goddamn liberals. Um. Hillary's yeah, out man. to get us all once again, is she? Once Reading again. our minds, telling us how it should be. Uh, Elon Musk is also like convinced that we're going to put people on Mars or something like that, mm-hmm. and he like, and then in in that's not really the story. The real story is like Columbia University, uh, a their director of astrobiology penned an article for Scientific American detailing why the Martian radiation environment is a problem for human explorers that cannot be overstated. And then he had all the, of course he like came back with basically the same, you know, he didn't call this guy a pedophile like the other guy, but he basically came back with like this way over, you know, like it, Oh, it definitely like, I'm just going to send like a a thousand rockets per year up there Uh to like, no, we can beat it. No, we can beat it. Like when he, like with the Tahitian thing, like, no, I prove, I'm going to prove to you that my personal submarine could have gotten in there. And it's like, well, it's okay though. We already got divers that got in there and got them it's out, fine. so it's you know it's, it's okay. It's over. It's done. They got yep. it done without you know without with, space with, robots. Yeah, with like not underwater like personal submarines. It's like no, but I could have done it, and you're a pedophile anyway. It's like <laughs> what? I can't. Cool. I still. I see now. You just reminded me. It still just seems like astonishing to me that he somehow didn't get get done for that comment. I mean, in the British courts, he would have been 
he would have had to settle immediately. Do you know what I mean? He yeah, would have been sued even... for libel, and would have, they would have fucking thrown away. The, they would have been like, "Get your checkbook out, mate. You are fucked." I don't even um, know what you're referring you know, but to. The, the obviously, pedophile the American thing. system is very different. But it just seems bananas that he Who wasn't. He, he claimed that one of the guys who rescued, uh, well, it was a British guy too. So, in like, I, I just, it must have been under Tahitian law or whatever, wherever it was. Uh, I forgot where the. Uh, but you know the the soccer team yeah, got yeah. trapped in a sea cave. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. That's a ridiculous. Yeah, like, divers, uh, divers yeah. went down and like got them out because yeah. they were stuck there for a little while. Yeah. And and he had this whole thing. He was like, I'm going to like develop sure a personalized like a tiny submarine uh-huh. that can fit through these cracks uh-huh. uh, and get them out. But the divers already hit. They were like, you know, it was really dangerous. But they got them all out, and then one of the divers, who's like a British formal former special forces guy, was like, I think he basically made some crack. Like they asked him about, you know, the Elon Musk plan. He was like, that's absolutely ridiculous. Like it just doesn't. There's no way that's gonna work. And yeah. like, you know, basically just he he was ribbing Elon pretty good. He was like, it was the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Which, you know, a professional diver is like, yeah, man, that's have that ridiculous. Opinion. Yeah. Uh, and that hurt Elon's feelings. Sure. And so he was like, basically uh, said, mine would have worked and that guy is a pedophile. Because <laughs> based like, on what? Based on like, he like moved somewhere and like, I don't even know if he had like an accusation of anything. I'm pretty sure he didn't. Uh, no, what? he totally didn't. That was the whole point. Yeah, it was like just the like def- he the just defense, said it. The defense in court, Elon Musk's defense wasn't that he didn't say it or that he had any evidence. <laughs> you know, like, his like his defense was like I wasn't libeling him. It was just like a bit of teasing between two grown adults. Uh huh. Calling but someone that was the when you're a celebrity and you call someone a pedophile. Yeah, that's libel, bruh. Uh huh. Wow. What a dick! But it's yeah. just the—I mean, the whole oh, point. Excuse is me, a for our British loser, listeners, pedophile, pedophile. There's a very, um, there's a very different uh, threshold for libel, I think, in the states compared to in the UK. I think. Um, yep. Yeah. If you can prove or Freedom like speech, man. In, if you can introduce any, um, any doubt that your intent was not libelous and it was just like in the spirit of joshing and free speech and fair play, like, oh, we're just having—we're two grown men. We're just having a disagreement. No more. Um, then you can get off. Prove to me he's not a pedophile. Yeah, but whereas in the UK, what I a... think it's the opposite. I'm not entirely certain, but I think it's like the, the burden of proof is like the other way around, you know, yeah. something yeah. like that. Man, that's crazy. I, the more I'm sorry, yeah, I used to like all... I used to like Elon Musk a lot. I, or at least I, I thought he was fun. That was always my opinion. I was like, oh, he's uh-huh. fun, man. He's like trying to make sci-fi real. That's cool. But I'm, I'm just starting <laughs> to realize, yeah, like I'm just starting to realize <laughs> more and more yeah. that I think he's, someone who is i'm not gonna like i don't i'm not gonna make any judgments on who he is as a person i don't really know but like he's irresponsible he is an irresponsible billionaire and i'm starting to realize that an irresponsible billionaire starts to become a pretty dangerous person yeah like that's that's where i'm landing with the guy i'm like oh he's fun he's like sending cars into space and like he's gonna make some like lasers probably or like what you know he says some wacky stuff and that's cool he made some cool cars, I guess, you know, and then I'm starting to realize, yeah. like, oh, oh, <laughs> yep. he, oh, all right, this is something else. He needs to listen. He needs to listen to some power metal. That's what Elon. That's needs. exactly right. He needs to yep. just chill out. As do as do we all. Yeah, dude. As he, do we he all. He needs to just rage real hard on some uh, triumph for my magic steel. You know. Truly. Yep. Truly, truly, truly. Well, does anybody want to uh, look at the or listen to this? Is something that's popped up little uh, do's and don'ts in the digital world uh, for uh, digital etiquette? Don't uh, call people pedophiles. How about that? Yeah, that would be my first suggestion. Pedophiles. Uh, never leave a voicemail. I think that one's interesting. I kind of like getting voicemails sometimes. It's true. You know? No one does it anymore, do they? They're like. You, I, I leave voicemails for people, and it's like no one. All these bird calls going on around me. What is happening? <laughs> There's um, a lot of uh, bird calls. Yeah, people. I feel like I leave voicemails, and no one ever listens to them anymore. Uh, in the same yeah. way, in the same way that if I like 
actually phone someone up, people think some, something really bad has happened. <laughs> See, I, yeah. I'm, I love talking <laughs> like, what, on the phone. Okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. Like, I love talking on the there. phone. Like, text conversations stress me out. Like, a long text exchange, I'm not into it. I like yeah. talking to people on the phone. I, I very much enjoy it. Uh, emojis in moderation. Okay. So. Wait, what is this topic again? Digital etiquette. Okay, all right. Don't read and ignore texts. Okay. Punctuation can cause problems. You know, that's like there's a difference between saying I agree yeah with that. and yeah, period. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, period makes me think, oh, do you do you hate me? Yeah, that's like, that's that, like... Are you pissed? They did that period, spiked their phone in the ground, and stood up and flexed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the um, it's the it's the text tone dilemma. This is what we're talking about. Yeah, 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 no yeah, tone, yeah. There's no tone of voice in the text, which is why emojis have emerged in order to try and bolster a sense of tone and exclamation yeah. points. Schedule all calls. Mm. Reconsider replying all. That's it. I don't ever reply all. I get in trouble. for Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of this is. I always reply all, even on very personal matters. Oh, yeah. you need my bank account? Hold on, let me put my entire. Let me BCC everybody in my contact. Yep. I always reply all, even when there's only one person. Yeah. Reply wow. all. Y'all are animals. You digital animals. Also, uh, there's a. I, I've been meaning to forward something to you guys. I got an email uh, from a uh, uh, Nigerian prince. Whoa! Who, seriously? Yeah. Who? Who Dude. has tons of money and he just needs oh my, my bank account. He needs multiple bank accounts. Well, I was going to say, can he get mine? Yeah, he can get uh, yours get... too. I'll forward the email to you to, to deposit his money and then he's only going to take out part of it once he gets so here. So we get to keep whatever he doesn't. Yeah, whatever he doesn't. Yeah, we get to keep it. Dude. So it's basically just a win-win. It's free money. I mean, who gets to even talk to a Niger- like a real prince? Guess me. My lucky day. Man, dude. You are lucky. Yeah. I wish I could talk to a Nigerian prince. Well, on that note. We've been the Firescape, y'all. You can uh, email us if you're a prince of any principality. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can email us. Uh, and, you, and if you need money held, you can email us at firescapepod at gmail.com. We would mm-hmm. love to hang on to your money. Uh, and we totally trust you with all of our financial information. True. Uh, you can reach out to us at Firescape Pod on all social medias. You can find me on the social medias at Culture Levi. You can find me on the social media. Oh, no. On the Instagram only. Instagram only. Twitterless Pete. That's right. Uh, buttermilk underscore Pete and Howell cannot be found. Uh, nope, but he, can, he is he can... willing to give you his bank account information. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't just do social media, but I do do open financing, open source financing. Yeah, yeah. and I, I, I also would just like to say that I apologize to Finland for calling you Scandinavian. It's been weighing on me for the rest of the show, and I wouldn't want yeah. to think I'm uh, reducing your nationality to yeah. that of the other Scandies, as much as I hold them also in high regard. Yes. Yeah, because what we don't want is to lo- have Finland be not our second highest country, but due to attrition. Yeah. We want yeah. we want someone another country to overtake them if they can. Actually, not really. I mean, we want them to stay. We want them to go to number one. But they, they can, I'm just but saying they're going to have to work for that. Yeah, we need them to work for it. Yeah. We definitely need them to work for it. Um, but we've been the Firescape. Thanks for listening, y'all. And if you're in a power metal band of any kind... You have an open invitation to be on our show. And to write us a theme song. Yes. Oh, hell yes. We would love that. That's a fact. Absolutely. Um, power metal theme song submissions at firescapepod at gmail.com. Uh, well, that's it for me. Yep. Thanks, y'all. Bye. Bye. What's wrong with the beer we got? I mean, the beer we got drank pretty good, don't it? The days are getting shorter, and you can feel it in the air. Yes, it's that time of year. Pumpkin is finally back at Dunkin'. It's the cozy you've been craving all summer long, now in your cup at Dunkin'. Pick up all of your pumpkin favorites, like the signature pumpkin spice iced latte, or a pumpkin iced coffee, and bakery items like pumpkin donuts and muffins. Sip into something comfortable to celebrate the start of cozy season. Use the Dunkin' app for contactless ordering. America runs on Dunkin'. 
The days are getting shorter, and you can feel it in the air. Yes, it's that time of year. Pumpkin is finally back at Dunkin'. It's the cozy you've been craving all summer long, now in your cup at Dunkin'. Pick up all of your pumpkin favorites, like the signature pumpkin spice ice latte, or a pumpkin iced coffee, and bakery items like pumpkin donuts and muffins. Sip into something comfortable to celebrate the start of cozy season. Use the Dunkin' app for contactless ordering. America runs on Dunkin'.